Welcome to TLC for the Soul podcast, where soul meets spirit. You have entered into sacred space. I'm your host, Tammy Lynn Chambers, and I'm here to help you shine. Now let's get going on this podcast journey. Hello, friends. Hello, and welcome to this week ahead show for the week of September the 3rd or whenever you might find this. We posted a little behind the scenes of where we're walking this morning over on Instagram. We are not going up to the medicine wheel. We are heading down a trail that's right by the house, right by the medicine wheel, but this trail goes down to the river below. If you're new here, settle in as I encounter all the mystical, magical things along this. It is a marked trail, so it does show me where I'm going so I don't get lost. (laughs) Although, I guess I couldn't really get lost here. (laughs) I mean, I can see my house from down below. Using your instincts to find your way home. Let's see what we encounter. I've already left offerings for the spirits of the land here, the elementals asking for safe passage so I can work my magic on their land. I've been granted entry. No matter whether you're new, no matter whether you're returning, I always thank you for coming here and settling in with me. Here's our first trail marker. And you can go to, there's a fork in the road here. You can go down the unmarked path or you can go down the marked path. <laughs> now the unmarked path looks much more steep and um, this, I'm not in it for that right now. So I'm gonna keep going on the marked path. And what I'm gonna do is a little bit different. So settle in friends. This is where you listen, you relax, you play along with the mystery and the magic. I'm going to have to snap a bunch of pictures. (laughs) Oh my gosh. The light. Where is my phone? Can I snap pictures while I'm talking on this? Let us see what is available. Yes. Let's just get a couple of little photo-do's. There I am. Okay. I just saw two, three, four on the timer. Here's how we do this. If you're new here, we are reading from my book, Seafoam In, yet to be released. We're writing it together, so you all are part of this process. Your magic helps infuse the pages of these channeled stories. The energy of the TLC for the Soul Collective helps inspire the words that get channeled on the pages via the automatic writing, the books, all the books that I write with intention. I am seeing just so many elementals. And I don't think sometimes they come out on camera 
as much as they do, but they are looking directly through your own master eyes. We've got, we're still in a lot of retrograde energy this week, the week of the third. <coughs> we do have Venus going direct sometime today or tomorrow. I don't know which one it is. I don't look at the exact time. Oh, there's some trees crossing up here, like a two of swords energy right at this trail marker. So if I see things, I'm going to take pictures and you'll find those on Instagram for today. But this is very interesting. Um, there's a trail marker. There's the two trees kind of crossed above it. That's a very interesting photo. Um, so maybe what I'll do is I'll stop here before I go any further. And because there's so much retrograde energy, I'm going to flip the script a little bit. And I'm going to read the story first. And then we'll talk about all the metaphors. Um, we are in a gibbous moon phase, making our way to a last quarter moon in the middle of this week. Um, I don't expect to meet anybody up on this trail, but you know. All right. So the way we do this, if you're new, is all my books are written with intention. I set the intentions. Right now we're working with my Bringers of the Light series. All my ebooks are free to read. Um, I've got a link to my Smashwords publisher. You can download the EPUB files for free, or you can go to Apple Books, Google Books, Barnes and Nobles. Um, mainly, all major ebook providers have my ebooks. Um, I've got fiction. I've got nonfiction. Um, I, one of my spiritual gifts is clear audience. I set sacred space. I call in the spirit friends of the books that I'm working with. I sit down. I listen to. <coughs> I listen to the words and I just type them out and those are all the stories. Everything that's on the page is channeled. I don't sit and plan out books or anything like your plan out stories and you know any plot out what's happening and all that. I have no idea what's happening either until the words come out of, on the page through the channeling and so far we've got 15 books that have been written this way. I think there's 15. <clears throat> so is the sea foam in let's just bring us a little bit up to speed um, with last week if you're following the story along this can also be listened to um, individually just like this as all as if we were drawing cards or something for the week ahead but the metaphors and meanings come out in the story but last week we were following scratchy willikers he was on his way to the lighthouse as were other familiars who seemed to be called to the Rockaway Point Lighthouse for some reason. Um, Scratchy happened upon Tambor, who's also bringer of the light agent. She was talking to an old salty sea captain, uh, McTavish, who had been brought to Rockaway Point by the sirens, who had been lured away by fate from his selkie bride so that she could escape and go back to the ocean. I have no idea what that sound was. It sounded some, it, it was something driving, but it sounded a little like Blair Witch. Uh, <laughs> and if I'm clearing my throat a lot there and coughing, there has been a lot, a lot, a lot of fire smoke, wildfire smoke around here. And it is really, because I'm out in it so much, it's just really starting to play in my lungs. 
Wow, there's mosquitoes. Get off me. All right. So now we come up to the chapter up at the lighthouse. So let's read this and see what we can pull out for the week ahead. Scratchy left Tambor and McTavish behind and continued on his quest up to the lighthouse. He was surprised to see Clive Duggles, that's Dakar's familiar, his German Shepherd familiar, approaching from the opposite direction as well as Poodles, who had left Clark Witherspoon's side so drawn to the lighthouse she had snapped her leash and made haste to the wharf. All manner of familiars and wayward stray and abandoned pets were slowly walking towards the lighthouse. What spell had bewitched them? Was Sea Star in the radio tower somehow summoning them there? Scratchy was surrounded by dogs, cats, and even birds. Someone's pet turtle had gained its freedom from a little metal cage and had taken hours to walk the several blocks from its home to the lighthouse, all of them inexplicably drawn there for a reason they couldn't see yet. Townspeople started to gather as the circle of pets and wild animals gathered at the lighthouse. It was then that the lighthouse door opened and Sea Star made her way outside to the gathering crowd. Welcome, my friends. I have asked all of you here for a most magical night. Please join me, one and all, for a feast. No one was quite certain what she meant, and most felt like maybe they should just turn around and go home. Others waited patiently for the feast to begin, and still others held their phones up to take photos of the crowd in the lighthouse. What was happening here, Scratchy wondered. Well, he didn't have to wait long. A dozen food trucks from Rockaway Point and Tesla Lock drove into the wharf parking area. Doors and windows opened up and music began to play, giving the lighthouse and wharf a joyous, happy feeling. Sea Star had arranged all these festivities to thank the people of Rockaway Point for supporting the radio station for the past several years. Not everything is as it seems, dear reader. Some seem scary and are not. Others we should be more aware of, but aren't paying attention so closely. Those are the ones that can deplete us. As the townspeople ate and drank all the delicious food truck fare, out in the distance, looking on from the dock, Count Mashar stood gazing at the crowd. He would have his revenge for the dark plans gone bad. He would make the town pay. Dark forces might just prevail again in Rockaway Point if he had his way. Just then, Scratchy felt a chill run down his spine as his tabby-colored fur stood up on the back of his neck. What does this mean for the week ahead? <coughs> Using discernment, wolf in sheep's clothing, coming out of the darkness into the light. <clears throat> Things that seem one way might actually be another. Facing your fears, things that seem scary don't turn out to be as scary as they might seem. <clears throat> 
you're surrounded by guides, by familiars, by elementals. As this little tree reaches out its hand to me, I gaze upon wild and free. It's broken at the top, I see, but still there's magic, so it be. Hmm. Got a broken tree, like broken in half. Just totally cracked in the middle. Broken, but not defeated. <clears throat> so many things coming into play this week ahead, energy opening up to be manipulated, <laughs> but in a good way. <clears throat> so I have been reading <laughs> the book Magic Lessons by Alice Hoffman, the prequel to Practical Magic. <clears throat> there have been some big um, openings, I guess, not so much in my Akashic record because I didn't really spend time in Salem, Massachusetts, but we will be working with Salem, Massachusetts in our Earth Song healing series this month, um, doing some healing for the land and the ancestors and the elementals around Salem. Ah, mosquitoes. <clears throat> um, we are also going to be doing a show on mystic science, I call it mystic sciences, um, diving into this topic of can you change fate? And the short answer is yes, in some circumstances you can. So many things that I'm reading in this book, gosh, sorry if I'm bogging the microphone, are coming up for me um, personally, like the guides are trying to show me through lessons in my own life, like things I've just read in the book. Um, so that will be part of what we're working on. So your creative juices may be kind of on fire this week. <clears throat> there is definitely the energy to support creative endeavors, getting things done. Pay attention to the signs around you. Um, notice what you're seeing, some things you're not even seeing. Um, as part of the story of magic lessons, Maria Owen, who's our main character, had a crow familiar and I have a spirit raven that I work with and I was walking yesterday and I've never had this experience before. So some of you may see, I think we had talked a while back about spiritual gifts and powers becoming more, becoming stronger. So I feel like just for me personally reading this book, um, some of my spiritual gifts are getting a little bit more um, open, a little bit stronger. But I was walking, I've never had this experience before, I was walking a dog, and right in front of my face, like as if I just probably at arm's length, saw like a 
black winged bird fly right across my, like across me. And I was like, oh my God, that bird came in so close. I've never seen a crow come in that close before. And it was not like a mind's eye vision, like where you see like a dreamy vision of a crow. Oh, I'm almost at the end of this trail. It was like an actual crow's wing was right in, like flew right in front of my face. <clears throat> I looked to the left, I looked to the right, there were no birds anywhere. So your third eye visions, and this is, I, I was talking to my son about it and I was like, this is different. Well, this is kind of along the lines of when you, your third eye first starts, it's not really your third eye. When you, when you first start um, playing with the spirit world and you, you start opening up to your gifts and you know, maybe out of the corner of your eye, you're like, who's that over there, right? And you see, maybe see somebody, you think you see somebody out of the corner of your eye and it's nobody, it's, you know, you're getting a glimpse of the spirit world where this particular um, encounter I had yesterday, I mean, that was right in front of my face and it flew across as if my spirit crow friends um, were flying, you know, around me saying, we're here, we've got you, we um, protect you. I'm coming down to the river now. It's very loud over here by the dam though. I'll, I'll go over there and we'll see. I gotta get these mosquitoes off me. Um. <coughs> I think somehow with Venus going direct, it's doing something with our, because Venus is right, divine feminine. So I feel like when it was in retrograde, we may have been a little, oh, I'm seeing choo-choo. Um, we may have been a little shut down in our um, psychic senses because we were supposed to be going within not necessarily looking outwardly for things, um, more like in a meditative, contemplative state. And now that she's going direct, I feel like a veil has been lifted, but even stronger. Like maybe all the work that you did during Venus retrograde somehow did something to open up your psychic abilities even more. I can see it in my um, son. Um, when I'm talking to him, um, things that I find that I would consider to be, you know, not a beginner's topic, not really an advanced topic, but like an intermediate level <coughs> topic around the spirit world or manifestation. Um, as I'm sharing these examples with him, he's like finishing my sentences and I'm like, oh my God, we're like totally on the same page. He's just turned 16 years old. Um, so... You may be noticing an increase in power, be that spiritual power, psychic power, mystic powers, physical power. Um, if you felt restrained at all in the physical world, um, that may start opening up to you. Um, we have Mercury going direct next week. All right, I'm gonna get one last picture of where I ended up before I head back. Okay, we're at the dam. It's flowing strong. I do find the juxtaposition interesting because we've got like one side where nothing's really happening to the right and the left side is all flowing. There may be some cause for celebration this week, especially it says food trucks. I do find that interesting. It was so specific about food trucks and eating. Um, so I'm going to start heading back. Um, so there may be time to spend time with friends, you know, enjoying their company, 
<clears throat> eating out or having fun, maybe, maybe visiting food trucks. I know when I lived in California, you know, food trucks are the thing there. Even where I worked, they would have the food trucks come like a couple times a week. And we would go hang out and have the best food. Um, here, and that's funny because here someone asked me yesterday, like, are there food trucks around here? <laughs> Out of the blue. And I was like, um, I saw one, but I didn't see it in this city. I saw it like further out. When I have to go to the, the Walmart is in another town, like 30 miles away. That's where I go do my shopping. And there was a big boy burger, hamburger truck, but it wasn't even from that town. It was from another town even further away. Bismarck or something. Um, so those are kind of fun, right? Go out and have fun. It's like if you're in the northern hemisphere, September is like the first inklings. Oh, get up this hill. I got my walking stick of autumn. We're seeing it in all the colors. Here's some red. <clears throat> get a picture of these red. Where'd my phone go? We're seeing it in the reds. We're seeing it in the reds. There, that looks pretty. Um, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, which I know we do have people listening down under, my down under friends. Um, I know it's not just Australia that's below the equator, but um, we do have Australian listeners of the podcast. Um, you know, it's coming up on spring. The weather may be warming up. Just enjoy yourself. Give yourself a break. <clears throat> I started reading as part of the Magic Lessons book. I'm reading it at the same time I'm reading Jakul, of all things. Two kind of spooky books. And I won't do any spoilers, but getting to the part where Maria's daughter is starting to get into the dark arts. And I was like, oh, so spooky. And then I had, you know, fears come up. And I had to clear, <coughs> excuse me, around that. the geese, Canadian geese. So if you get nothing else from this story, just have fun with it. I'm getting ready to start putting the chapters in manuscript and recording the audiobook for this one. So if this piques your interest at all, as you've been following along, you'll have one continuous reading of it <clears throat> without so many interjections and stuff you can just enjoy it as a story I'm going back up the trail okay uh oh I think this is where I go wait no I go this way I got to that double <laughs> marker the double sided part of the trail it's not marked which way to go. <clears throat> I 
think I'm going to do some light language for us here. I'm going to stop kind of where I started at this two of swords space. I'm going to do a little light language to help. They're saying clear your memory. <laughs> Up your vibe a little bit. I know many of you personally who are dealing with what you might consider dark times right now. And the guides are only saying that you can't see your way forward for a reason. And you're being asked to stay strong. Know that you're protected. I'm seeing red tree bark it's like paint <clears throat> sanguine okay uh, I'm not going to go into that right now they want me to talk about blood packs but I've done that before and I will do that again when we do our mystical arts and sciences show this month for right now, let's just take a deep breath. If you can't see your way forward right now, this will offer you some comfort in the way of being in the moment, remembering to ask your guides and angels for help. It will come. The form may be different than what you imagine. Stay open to all possibilities. Allow yourself to receive knowing that it's meant for you. You may question like, is this really meant for me? Yes. This is part of the journey. This is part of the path. Stay strong. Know you're being led just as the familiars are being led. And maybe it feels like you were that turtle that broke out of its little metal cage and had to walk hours and hours just to go two blocks. Kind of how I feel. <laughs> It walked two hours to go two blocks. So my twin flames that are out there, um, it may feel like you're walking a journey that is slow as molasses, but you're still walking it and you're still getting there. <clears throat> this is light language from my best, friend, best buddies, the Navajo wind talkers. This is for all the goodness. I ground myself. <laughs> Get off this hill. Hey, 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 Oh, 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 hey, hey, oh, 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 hey, hey, hey. 
it gets a little darker before it gets better um, what was coming through in that light language was kind of like going to the wailing wall first um, letting it all out somewhere where you can feel safe balancing your emotions then and then coming in strong like a warrior allowing yourself to be guided using your discernment paying attention to what's around you and never ever give your power away to anyone stand strong warrior you've got this and your guides say we have got you This episode has been brought to you by the Thunder Rose Ranch and Forest, a sacred place where the beings of light surrounding its etheric location are here to teach love to all humanity. We want to thank you so much for joining us. Take care. <laughs>